Hello and welcome to Babelfish. My name is Christina Kern and I'm your host. This podcast tells the life stories of non-believers around the world. Hello and welcome to this episode of the podcast. Thank you. Where I will be talking to Ronnie. Can you... Uh, and I'm not sure I can pronounce the rest of your name. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know whether I can pronounce this. <laughs> is it Kristen? Kristen? Kirsten, but yes. Kristen is okay. So, yes. what's uh, your full name? My full name is Chitoza Ronnie Kadu. Okay. And uh, can you uh, tell a bit about yourself? Yeah. <clears throat> uh, since the subject is about humanism, hmm. I think I should go straight from how I was born into a Catholic family. Yeah. My father was a Catholic, my mother was a Protestant. And I was baptized Catholic and I grew up in catechism like two two those of the, the formal the formal, you know, when you are inducted into the Catholic family you, you first do those occasions baptism and then catechism and then I did like two, three. Grew up in the church. Uh, I served also on the altar as an altar boy. The yeah. people who served as fathers, served for the fathers. They helped to toss out the bread of the Christ and the altar wine. Yeah, but all the while, actually, my father thought I was so disciplined I would be uh, a pastor, a reverend in, okay. in the church. Yeah. Uh, but when he died of of eight. Uh, before I reached primary seven, before I went to senior school, they, my, both my parents died. But that is not part of why okay. I became a humanist. Okay, that, so it, that, it that, wasn't that your parents' death? That, no. It wasn't. Okay. It, it's just, it was a gradual thing. As, as a Catholic, I was not more into, I, I was more of a prayer boy. Mm-hmm. You pray and then you do the activities because the activities were fun. They made you feel special. They, 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 uh, I, I went, <coughs> my father took me to Bishop Dungu. Bishop Dungu was a boarding school, mm-hmm. Catholic boarding school. You're headed by one of the uh, priests of Uganda, who was the principal. So they used to make us kneel <coughs> on grow. That's the most special thing I remember mm-hmm. about Bishop Dungu. They made you kneel and go on and say that Hail Mary, the Rosary. Mm. And you just recite the words. It's, it's a prayer that you keep on repeating for like 20, 10 times every evening, or sometimes in the morning. Every evening I say that prayer until you get wounds on your knees. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so, but it was, the, 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 that was the most compulsory thing I think mm. I did. But it did not make me hate Catholicism or religion. Say it was being religious was a normal thing. It was expected of everyone. Yeah. So out of out of that school, I went. I was sent to now a Muslim school. A Muslim school. Muslim oh, school. Okay. I think it was the standard in that school. Yeah. The, the, the academic standard and the level, the 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 way we were feeding. It was thought to be you know a privileged school. People who are rich. Just to take their kids there. Okay. So I think me and my brother were sent mm. to that school, also boarding school. 
now that's when i learned about muslims i used to look at muslims as these caste members who don't know they are heading to hell ah, now when okay. i reached when i reached that school uh, it's called it was called Jesus ranchers i don't think it's still around so that is when i learned about the muslim fast fasting is it called El something they have they have a fasting period whereby for one month they go without food during the day then they eat at night yeah but the food they eat at <laughs> the night Ramadan, was yeah. special <laughs> okay, because yeah. the rest of you would feed on posho and beans during the day at the special hours breakfast porridge and with some milk porridge then in the middle of the day beans and posho in the evening posho and beans as usual then late in the night at around 8 the muslims would have their special treats yeah and they would get chicken and maybe they matoke, would get good food the yeah. good food yeah and then they would tell us we don't mind that you're catholic or protestant if you want to join us mm. you can join so i was like i'm not going to eat tomorrow so that's how i learned about the good things about muslims mm. but the only good thing i think i knew about muslim was that special man Mm. So for that for that term I would be a muslim <laughs> for <laughs> to get that the food. To, 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 to get the treats. Yeah. Anyway, we left because the school did not uh, I left the school and went to now a primary a day school Buganda Road. Mm. That's where I sat my primary seven. Okay. And two years later my parents died. But that also was a catholic school but the the religious means was not followed up you just list your name uh, when you apply, applying or being received as a catholic and then you forget about it you don't uh, maybe <laughs> at maybe during the what the assembly mm. you could sing a christian song say a prayer but i pretty much forget about my religiousness when i was in peace primary seven peace six forget about it and that is also when before I did P7 both of my parents died yeah eight of course now i did well not surprisingly i think i was a bright boy <laughs> so i got to namiyango college yeah namiyango college is also a catholic school missionary it was missionary school opened in 1902 around here so did my primary Ah, uh, sorry, senior one, senior four. Spent four years there, and that is when uh, I found a rich Catholic uh, grouping there. Yeah. We have Legion of Mary. I joined, was secretary. Uh, we had that. I only, I think, recall only that that part because that is where I was secretary. Mm. Yeah, and then we had Father Boto. I remember Father Boto was a very a missionary. Mm-hmm. Yeah, white man. Did not like me very much because I did not get up to the standard of Catholic. <laughs> of a good Catholic. Yeah, he, okay. he also favored my classmates. Two of them, because we were. One, I wanted to be president. The the Christians and the Catholics in the church wanted me. They favored me because they told me I wanted to be something else, something that does not, you know, attract attention. And they told me, "No, you be the president." Mm-hmm. And when I tried to, Father Boto said, "No, you are not, you're not good enough. Mm. <laughs> you uh. maybe you should try being secretary." 
Well, I did not mind a, a lot until after I got into the system. We used to have special treats, like on Sunday, they would give us a whole bus to bring us down to Kampala, from mm. somewhere down halfway to Mukono, they bring you down to Kampala to say your prayers okay. at Christ the King, mm. with all the other schools who had the same club, Legion of Mary. Yeah. So that and some other packs, you get you get special attention as a Catholic. But then also in that same school, there was now a movement, a charismatic movement of of Christians who used to uh, is it evangelicals? I think they are called. Yeah, they are. Some yeah, so they used to bring in this literature. Yeah. That used to knock on the Catholic faith. Yeah. Yeah, the literature was about Illuminati and how uh, instrumental music was of the devil and all that. So, and they used to be, you know, they, they were tolerant and they used to kind of tell us, mm. uh, they used to proselytize, tell us, come pray with us. Okay. Uh, and then it, they were not so... they so tried to recruit you. Yeah, they yeah. tried to recruit. And still my friends are there, even the ones who tried to recruit me. But the good thing about it was the it looked more like, like you know, a clandestine, like people trying to infiltrate. So it did not appeal, especially the prayer where they used, they used to blah, 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 yeah. when, they, when they're talking. So it... I was like, this is a joke, right? Mm. And then they used to also make the, 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 the predictions about end of the world, and I did not believe one thing about <laughs> it. Doomsday. Yeah, yeah, so I think that is when I started having this. I, I never thought I should, that religion, I took it, I think, for granted all that time, the religion. I never really thought there was a being there trying to help me out. All this I was doing because it was the right thing to do. It, to be a proper boy, you had to do, go to church on Sunday, mm. <laughs> yeah. go for prayer, pray in the evening, say your prayer before you eat your food. Things yeah. like the normal discipline things. I think that is why even my father was thinking that I should be a priest mm -hmm. in the Catholic faith because I was that disciplined. But out of that, I was the proper bad boy. I used to do all the bad <laughs> things. But when it came to doing the right thing, yeah. I was right there too. Okay. So, anyway. So you were doing Don't both. tell lies. Yeah. 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 I don't okay. tell lies. Tell the whole truth, which was not so good. Mm. Because I used to tell on my brothers, <laughs> classmates. <laughs> and it was not so nice. But, you know, it was the right thing to do. The Bible says so. The pastor says mm. so. The reverend. Yeah. And mm. every, the adults were happy, but my friends were not so happy. Okay. Now, it was in Nyango College, around senior two there. When you wake up in the morning and then you have to go, you wake up Monday to Friday and you have to go to church. Mm -hmm. So this time you wake up and it's Sunday is the only day you think is free and then someone tells you to go. It's compulsory. You have to go to church. The only people who don't go to church are Muslims. <laughs> so it was the proper time to be a Muslim. Yeah. But the problem was that you listed, you were listed as a Catholic. And oh. probably, which was good, because if you were not, if you had not registered as a Catholic, uh, you would probably not get the 
position in that school. Okay. Yeah, the Muslims so there was in the class. discrimination between Muslims and Catholics. I think it's still okay. there because yeah. the Muslims in in my class, I think there were three at most out of a class of two fifty. Mm. You get like three Muslims, and only because they are not called Muhammad or Umar or mm. you know those, uh, you get a Moses. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, but he's also part <laughs> so of their yes, faith. Yes, uh, yeah. And then anyway, and you never see them praying. So when they come to wake you up on Sunday, they're calling on all you damn Christians. Mm. These guys, and then you get it later. You, we, we got it later. I got it later because the Muslims were not in my house. But when the classes were joined to stay in one dormitory, that's when I realized there are three or two guys mm. who were never woken up. Yeah. So you start hiding under the bed or going up in the roof to dodge mass. Yeah. Because you just don't want to wake up. And when you don't wake up and others go to mass, they come hunting for you. Like, yeah. And people used to get expelled for that. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was okay. These are the school rules. Yeah. You join, you know the rules, you will get expelled. <laughs> yeah. If you don't do as, you, as normal Catholics do anyway. But I started getting the feeling that being a rebel was actually more exciting than following the rules. <laughs> more fun. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> than following the rules. So, but I did not do that rebellion thing so much until in the Legion of Mary I started getting this feeling that Father Boto did not really care so much about fairness while running the Legion of Mary. Because he used to call on his favorite boys hmm. to do this so because I was in the Legion of Mary, my, my classmates used to ask me, you go and ask for the f- soccer ball so that we adults can go and play. Mm-hmm. Now the, the, the Reverend Father Potter used to have the balls and he used to favor the younger kids who are just coming senior one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you go to ask for it and since you are to answer the one he does not like so much, even if you are in Legion of Mary, no, 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 no. Mm. You don't deserve to get that ball. Now, the other fellow classmates who he favors goes to do the same thing. You know, we are being sent from the same people and he gives the ball there. So I started noticing that this being Catholic or being in the Legion of Mary is, does not make you that special. Mm. We are all humans and yeah. everyone does not deserve that anyway. So I had my misgivings, so I started... Uh, being like, you know, you have a seminar to go to as Legion of Mary and then they tell you, cut off your hair, don't do these sharp mm. haircuts and you, the leader, you're the one who does them because you're like the kids I'm leading mm. do have the sharp haircuts. Why? Because me, I'm a secretary. <laughs> I should have mine too. We are going to see the girls. Mm. Why not me? Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> now, after that, like, by senior four, I think I'd had enough of it. The only thing I, I, I wanted to do with church was the outings, the going out on Sundays to go to pray. So, yeah. come senior four, I leave school. Mm-hmm. Then I'm supposed to join a school called Mengo Senior School. But Mengo is a hill that was given to the Protestants. Okay. Now, Mia was raised a Catholic. Mm. And after my father's death, the people who raised us, the, the, our mothers, I call them mothers because they were 
bunch of women, great, great ladies. They are, <laughs> they are Protestants all in the Anglican family. And they used to live on the hill in Mengo. And on Mengo is where the church of Anglicans is. So you said, really, a walk. It was a walk away from home, like from here to the other gate. Mm. Yeah. So you have, they also wake you up to go to church. But you cannot tell them, I want to go to Christ the King. Oh, I want to go to Ruvaga Cathedral. And you, I did not really want to go to church. I only wanted to go to church because I had to meet my fellow schoolmates there. Yeah. Not to go and pray. Prayer had completely ceased. It only remained in my daily life of before you eat food. And I had gotten used to it. It was practice. It was really nice. I think. Maybe I had gotten used to it. <laughs> but anyway. By senior five, I had stopped. The, I, I was questioning. I, I think I had too much doubt about the rules, about family, how to raise a family. And by that time, you're discussing life with fellow classmates. And they were all from all angles, from Muslims, whatever. And everyone had these rules about how they are supposed to live their lives. Yeah. I am Protestant. You cannot, wife cannot do this. And I was discussing with a lot of people, and I think we had the same things, but it was like everyone knew that the ideas we had were impractical because either their God said so, or in our culture it's not, that's not permissible, mm. or Muslims you can get three wives and the wives will <laughs> fall, and it was such a bad mess. And I was like, no, I can make my own mm. rules. Yeah. I don't know why I have to marry, for example, from my own clan, though my wife is from my, okay. <laughs> from my, from my own, uh, what do they, from my own, uh, is it called clan or race? Clan. Mm. Clan. So, yeah. I told my, 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 the people who are raising me that I'm not going to marry people who are from my clan because the, the ideas they have are so restrictive. Yeah. I am an independent guy. I'm probably going to marry a white person. And still you I'm might <laughs> marry someone from your clan. <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah, yeah, but it's because I think, and she was in that same class also. Okay. I married my high school. So it was by choice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but also because we were discussing and she was like, yeah, you are right. Mm. When we okay. were talking about these things. So anyway, my parents were very disagreeable about my, my, change or made my mm-hmm. the way I was talking about things they were like this boy is going to be trouble <laughs> but anyway I went to I went to the university mm. came out of university and when they asked me are you a Christian because I had forgotten my those cards were the stamp that you baptize you know catechist I had forgotten it in Namiriango College Okay. Yeah, around senior two there, I was like, Father Boto can keep that card. Mm. I don't really think I need to be a Catholic. I was even wondering why I have to, every time you're signing into something, mm. you have to put Catholic. I was like, that should That's even be private. because we don't, we don't <laughs> register that in my country. Well, even... We don't even, register our belief. Yes. Yeah. I, I still find even when the, I was registering for my national identity card, mm. They were like, you don't have a religion? And I was like, even if I had one, yeah. should I put it there? Yeah. And they were like, you have to put it there. So I put atheist. Anyway. And I was like, 
but still I want to change to nothing. I don't want to tell you that I am because yeah. when they start hunting us down, <laughs> <laughs> this is where they'll start. Yeah. Anyway, uh, where was I? As talking about after university. After university, yeah. I think that is enough. But the question of who are you mm. had was prevalent every time now. Ah, you're Rooney. And because you're Rooney, they assume you are a Christian. Ah, okay. And I'm like, I am not mm. a Christian. So who are you? So I look for a good word to describe me and I landed on agnostic. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I landed so on agnostic. An agnostic yeah. And then I look up agnostic, I'm like I don't know about gods and I don't know about this thing. And I was a little bit comfortable with that until after university. Mm. And that is when the other question, I, I met a friend of mine who had done theology who was telling me that that only means you don't know. I think he had done theology. You, yeah, that you, only you, means you, uh, you, you, you will really be convinced if there's scientific proof. Uh, I, like yeah, you, you, yeah. you're just not convinced, but you need to believe in something. And I'm like, I don't really care whether God is or God mm. isn't, but or he exists or not. But I don't think it matters to me mm. and how I should live my life. But then, prevalently, all that through that life, like if I have to get married, you have to go to church. Like people are not convinced that we can be in a contract or go sit for a meeting without saying a prayer. Mm. And those things used to ache me a lot. And I did not, by that time, I had not, I'd given up on praying. I did not know how to start a prayer, like without yeah. making that cross. Yeah. Now, without making the cross, the prayer looks abnormal. And when I make the cross, it looks like I am, I am imposing mm. my, 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 my faith on the yeah. other people who yeah. might be Muslims or what. So I really was not feeling comfortable, I think, with prayer. And I was not no longer going to church by then. Mm. I was like, I stay in bed, feel free. <laughs> Life is short. <laughs> now, after that, I joined... Uh, Iraq. Mm. The contingent that was going to Iraq. Okay. To safeguard the USA members from when they come back to camp, to base. They are supposed to be free from... That they have gone out to work. Mm. Then they come in to to camp, and we are we are part of the people who are supposed to keep them safe on okay. camp. Yeah. yeah. So that is when it really got to me. Mm. And remember, I was I was I did not know much about attacking God or the existence or non existence of of a God. I was just like, it doesn't matter. It mm. doesn't concern yeah. me. The problem was that when I got to that camp, and Iraq is somewhere where I think next to Jerusalem or something, and the it's evangelicals yeah. were going crazy, mm. singing all these songs in, you know, you're like, it's a tent is like a dormitory, like the one in school, and people would get up in the middle of the night and sing uh, okay. songs of worship. And it did not matter that some were Muslims, some were Protestants, others. They did not care. When a song comes up, they sing. They praise the Lord. And you tell them, we need to sleep. 
<laughs> and camp is not somewhere where you drink alcohol. So there was mm. nothing set up for apart from cigarettes. You can take a cigarette, mm. but you can't not drink alcohol. And this here, we have everyone yelling in the middle of the night. They sing for like three hours, dead on. So that is when I was like, you go to formation when you're going to be put out to post and you stand for two hours because uh, a self-proclaimed evangelical pastor mm. or has decided to preach for one hour and you're standing and you don't even have breakfast and he decides to speak because he thinks he's doing a nice thing and mm. you stand and then after one hour they sing and then it got to me after like I think three months it got to me and I was like we should do something about this when you're out on post the there are those people those partners you get and you tell them we cannot go we cannot miss breakfast go early for formation no then stand for three hours with on an empty stomach why didn't they tell us they were going to pray so that we can come later on after having yeah. good breakfast yeah. so this is getting on my nerves if they think they will not get shot out here they should have prayed before they came to Iraq we're in a war zone you cannot just yeah. praise because you are next to the land of Abraham there's, there's some theories there to, to have like they are now next to the nation where Abraham was born and they, they, they make their rationalities I don't know so they were like you go and tell them about it mm. you, are the, you have a problem everyone has a problem but you know we cannot speak out these are the people. <laughs> 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 you cannot speak against them. And they're like, why no. not? Mm. I did not register as a Catholic. I don't remember registering that I am a Catholic when I was coming in here. But next formation, mm. I am going to speak out. Yeah. So the next formation, I was telling them, okay, uh, there is another person here, raise my hand, who wants to speak about the Lord God, Jesus Christ, and everyone with the Holy Spirit. And they were glad, yeah, this that's someone's yeah. So I stood up and then I told them, You people, you're wasting our time here. God does not exist. You mm. cannot prove him. We have been here if you wanted to give us we don't no one wants to be here in the desert. We belong to a very good country. If your God really was there and you praise him though you praise him, yeah, he would be sending you straight to Kampala to have good life. But if he does exist, then he's not helping us. Anyway, yes, we are just suffering because you have to say your prayers. Why don't you say the prayers mm. or have your fellowships before you bring us on formation? Anyway, short story, sh- made so long story short, I was bundled off <laughs> the formation and I was asked not to make another speech again. But mm, fortunately, unfortunately, the people wanted to hear. I think because I was making too much confusion. So yeah. the next time on permission, people were like, we want to hear from Ronnie. You, we have heard from you people. Now let's also hear a different voice because now they were having fun. Yeah. Before it was quiet, stay, and then they tell you sing, you sing. Mm. Now there was someone who was telling, making noise from the other end and they were like, this is now fun. Mm. Formation is fun. <laughs> 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 anyway, so when I came out of there, I felt sick. I had rheumatic fever. So, rheumatic fever, I think, in Uganda is, is they mistake it for malaria. They misdiagnose it for malaria, and okay. they, they treat malaria instead of rheumatic fever. So, I got rheumatic 
fever and then it developed into rheumatic heart disease. So mm. I went to bed. I went for I was down for about two months. I was doing law by that time and I was by then I was pretty sure God was not Mm-hmm. who was it's after the rack episode yeah. I was more like more interested in I, I searched I did some little searching and I was like I have been right all along it doesn't matter whether yeah. it does or, but now I'm sure the God I was I was worshipping doesn't exist mm-hmm. I was sure about the Christian God now I refer to them as Abrahamic God so that one I was sure doesn't exist and I did not also think that it was but I needed to speak about it anyway. But when I got rheumatic heart disease, and I was bedridden, and then uh, my that's where I got the problem with the eye. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Got infected so from the inside. So that was due to the disease that you yeah. was blind on yeah. one eye. Yeah. And then, as I was bedridden, then I my valves, two of the valves got, um, fucked. Yeah. The, the, my heart valves. Okay. So they had to be replaced. And now, I did not want to replace them because the cardiologist had always insisted that being operated on, you become a heart patient all your okay. life. So I was like, heart operation, no heart operation, heart yeah. operation. Now, the ladies, I told you the ladies who who raised me after mm-hmm. my parents died, great ladies. Uh, one of them told me that I think this is the time when we should go to an evangelical pastor for to pray to pray mm-hmm. and that killed it that yeah. that that is the thing that like i was like i was so hot i was mm-hmm. i just looked there and stared at her like this looks like she has just told me to go and die <laughs> 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 you know that, that that is when i was mm-hmm. like looking staring at the the impact of belief like yeah. this is what happens when people believe and i should start speaking out mm. on this I kept more I kept quiet about it anyway but now I I got this need to tell everyone that But did you get the heart surgery? Yeah I did get oh, the you heart did surgery. Get yeah. The good. But yeah. that is when I realized I think that is when I realized that I need to speak out mm-hmm. about belief. I I should not keep quiet anymore. Every time someone tells me God wants this for you Every time they wish me, God help you, God does this, or Jesus loves you, or something, I'm supposed to tell someone that this is bullshit because this is what happens. It, it really fucks up. Like, mm-hmm. So, I go for the heart surgery in. Uh, uh, where is this? Where Bashir is? Khartoum, mm. Sudan. Okay. There, there is a Catholic uh, NGO hospital that specializes in heart surgery so they did that they did the replaced my valves and while i was there most people there are muslims and it was in a period of of fasting and even then i was like i am going to tell you that god doesn't exist and you people should stop kneeling down and doing all this bullshit (laughs) and i was expecting to get a lot of a lot of animosity but people were shocked. They they get shocked and hey, you don't. Then they start not minding you. I think they they dismiss you like you're either thinking well or not. 
not being serious about it or something like that. But when people tell you their life story and you see what belief has done to them yeah. and how they treat each other because of belief, how they treat women, how they treat... And you realize these things I was thinking when I was still even in primary, even before I got married to my wife, these things are real. And the reason why we do this, the reason why be, this is what belief does, it, it fucks us mm. up. People know what to do, but because religion has brought a culture, a tradition, and they think when they break it, they, they, they are kind of not being human or immoral, something like that. And at least around me, it has to stop. So mm. I have to let everyone around me that this is not good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Putting God before me or before a fellow human or before anything and saying praise or something like that. Like, I bring food on the table and then I see my kids saying, we thank you God for saying, no, you have to say that prayer inside your mm. mind. Don't say it loud here because I'm going to get annoyed. Yeah. I'm the one who bought the food and mama cooked it for you. <laughs> <laughs> so, we have that. And when I come back from, from Khartoum, had surgery and it's like I had a special uh, self-entitled preach about the non-existence of God. Mm-hmm. And I'd met Kato in school, in law school. Okay. And while we were, you know Kato? Yes. Kato, yeah. Yeah, I ended interviewed him yesterday. Uh, yeah. yeah. Yes. So I met him in law school and that time when I had already made up my mind that I have to let everyone know. Every time they bring up a reason of God wishes, mm. God's will, everything like that, that no, this is bullshit. We have to... I, I kill it right there and then. I okay. became so outspoken about it. Mm. I think that's when Kato noticed that. <laughs> you don't believe in God. And I said, no way. <laughs> yeah. There is nothing to believe in anyway. We don't make... There's nothing when we make decisions because on account of a God, then everything we are going, everything, every decision we make is going to be, there is going to be a problem with it. Mm. So, after like, I think like one year after I came back from, from, from Khartoum, after the heart surgery, I called him to say, hey, I'm still alive. He told him there is a humanist group he wanted to rejoin. Now, that is the first time I had I had of, I'd heard about the word humanism, but mm. in, not in secular. Yeah. Not in secular circles. I'd heard about it as in religion of Mary when I was, I, yeah. I, I thought it was humanism. a religious, yeah. yeah. Mm. So when he told me there's a humanist, and I was thinking about like, I said, yeah, yeah, yeah. Free thinkers, yeah. Humanists, okay. And I was like, Kato is a non-believer. Why does he want me to join a religious humanist thing? <laughs> so you thought because, it was but, religious? Yeah, yeah, I thought it was okay. religious, but what me, my point was, my, my, when I was saying yes, I was thinking, there is a group of Christians I'm going to attack with my <laughs> no good bullshit. But I was still wondering, why does Kato want me to join a religious thing? Yeah. So when I looked up, looked up humanism, I realized it had a capital H. Mm. I was like, oh, these guys are different. Yeah. Okay. So... Mm. As I got to know them, I got into contact with other atheists. Yeah. Yeah. And then we thought about bringing up our community. Because I thought I was actually in a dark place. I was alone. Mm. I think we have to do something about it. Yeah. Yeah. 
think that is all. I think mm. that's my story. Now here that's we are. That's your story, yeah. Yeah, we are building, we're trying to build uh, somewhere where it is more comforted to be someone like us, someone mm. could question our views. And I think the, the biggest problem we have are people defining us. Mm. Yeah, we, we have, when you tell someone, I don't believe, they ask you, so who is your God? Mm. <laughs> it, it, it's so annoying. Yeah. And then you tell them, I'm an atheist, they say, so what do you believe in? Then you try, when you try to explain what an atheist is, then they tell you, oh, you people believe in this and this, so mm. it is hard. Yeah. But at least when you when when you when you discuss belief, when you ask people to question, hmm. every idea and ever since I joined humanist, I realized that it's not only God. It is God is just one aspect of things that we should not take, uh, things that we take for granted that make us make decisions based on. Things I don't believe, but there's so much. There's flat earth. Yeah, there is flat earth. Then there is the pseudoscience. There is supernatural. There is mm. th- there's so much. Just saying that you're an atheist is not enough. So maybe I become a humanist when mm. I started discussing life. Mm. Yeah, because when I when I was when I was in the group of humanists, I realized that hey. I've been trying to do this every time, but the only thing that that kind of was stood in my way was that I did not know what to do or even how to question what was wrong. Mm. I was only thinking about God is wrong, God is wrong. But that's just one idea. Now, after joining the humanists, I know there's a scientific method. Mm. Yeah, you can question everything. There's, yeah. there's no idea that should be sacred. Yeah. Yeah. So I learned that from humanism, and I'm glad for it. <laughs> yeah. I think that's so what? Uh, yeah. So um, are you involved in the work in the organization? Or? In the there is humanist humanist the the, the one Katwe is president with, yeah. and one Vela is I think secretary. Yeah. Yep. I am in that, but I'm not so well registered. Okay. But we are also they they are helping us. Uh, organize uh, it's kind of uh, another so because humanist is is special for humanists mm. but there is also another group of people that we need to cater for the, the, the ones who are in the closet yeah uh, especially here when when I told my friends that I because I tell everyone who cares to know so you don't mind I, I, the I don't, annoying people no, or no. offending people and saying they that you're discuss it then and then and they give me their opinion yeah. and I, I one old man said that if if you were my son I would disown you mm. and do this and I was like no you wouldn't yeah. you're just saying it because I'm not your son <laughs> I don't yeah. think you would yeah. disown your son you just think that your son has maybe developed a mental case I think that's usually what they think that mm. uh, my son is going through a at that time, yeah. or maybe he's got a problem there, but then you'll change your mind. I'm sure mm. you would. And after some time, they come to you, but the first time they know it, it's a shock to them. Mm. They, they can't imagine. They try to define you. They're trying to uh, explain, like, did you have a problem? Did, did you get divorced? Did you do the... They, mm. they try to find an explanation for why you are different. Yeah. And now that is where you always get them. That's when I always ask them that I am not so different. If you ask yourself the same questions I ask myself, 
you realize that <laughs> you are just like me. Just yeah. ask the question. And they don't want to entertain the questions. Okay. Yeah, so we are forming that group, Free Inquiry Uganda. Mm. Help people understand that you can, no idea is separate. Yeah. Everything is supposed okay, to be Okay, so you're part of Free Inquiry, inquiry with Don. Yeah, with yeah. Don. Yeah. 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 That sounds interesting to have yeah. create an, a space where yeah. you can discuss everything. Yeah. To so. get the yeah, closeted non-believers yeah. to we, show I, up. I think we wanted it to be atheist, humanist alliance. Yeah. But we thought maybe it would be too confrontational. Yeah. Yeah. So we thought let's put the atheists and humanists out and then let's let's yeah. make it just from act from a position of uh ignorance. Like because now we don't atheism know. Atheism is considered to be the worst or what I think the worst. It's the worst. The, the humanist yeah. humanist it's people okay. just they just connect it straight away to these people care about humans. Yeah. They don't really think more about the atheist thing because mm. when 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 Kato is organizing uh, those humanist humanist um, projects yeah. like last time I was out I know some friends that are religious mm. that join and help out okay yeah so I don't think they really think about it that no okay. and some who get to know it I don't care, but for ethics, ethics like you're out to get us. Yeah, okay. <laughs> you're out to get <laughs> us, especially from my neighbors in Kenya who are visit ethics in Kenya. They yeah. are kind of rubber rousers. So I think when people read about it, atheism, they get to the one in Kenya and then they read about Sam Harris. Um, mm. uh, who is it? <laughs> the, 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 the guys they call the new atheists. Mm. Uh -huh. They read about those things and said, ah, these ones are devils. Yeah. So, mm. Thank you, Ronnie. It was really mm. interesting talking to you and hear your story. <laughs> I know. Uh, it was a pleasure. In the next episode, I'll be talking to Max, who tried out different religions before he realized he was a non-believer. Thank you for listening. You can follow me on my blog and on Instagram. See the links on the podcast page. I'm producing this podcast at my own expense. If you're interested in sponsoring it, please contact me. I can use some financial support. Thank you.